Aspiring headliner with QSC. Today we're welcoming UK artist Esme onto the podcast. So welcome Esme, how are you doing today? I'm really good Alice, thanks for having me. Oh you're so welcome. So whereabouts are you? You in London? I can detect a northern accent there. Oh yeah, ever so slightly. Um, I'm, I'm based in Teesside in the northeast. Oh okay, okay. I don't know why I assumed London, I just, um, yeah that was just an assumption there, no need to assume that was there. <laughs> How's it been for you then? How is it there? Um, how's it been? Well, the weather is still not great. Um, but other than that, you know, it's probably been a bit of a slow year with the lockdown and things like that. But hopefully we're coming out of it now. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and just in terms of the last year, I'm not sure if anything's derailed your music plans because of the pandemic. Did it affect anything? Did you have to change anything drastically? How did it affect you and how did you get through the last year then? Um, to be honest, I've been quite fortunate because my um, my background is more songwriting um, and I'm not exactly a seasoned performer. So it's it's been kind of a blessing in disguise for me. Um, it's given me the opportunity to really think about what kind of music I want to write, the direction I want to go in. Do I dare say refine my songwriting? That's a bit bold, isn't it? But yeah, um, it's probably just hopefully got me in a position where I'm now ready to perform whereas I don't think I was before, so I'm, I'm quite pleased. Okay, no, that's good that you've been able to use it to refine your songwriting. I think that's fine for you to say, Esme, that's quite quiet, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> people have used the time to refine all sorts of things, whether it be, you know, a new interest in baking banana bread or God knows what, so why not make it something useful and interesting? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you get into any random hobbies, speaking of that, over the last year, or, you know, find yourself taking up I don't know, a new language or something like some people have? Um, I didn't I didn't try and um, learn a new language. Uh, I did try and do some painting, but that didn't work out very well. I don't think um, I will be an artist in that sense, <laughs> for sure. Okay, well, now you know. It's good to try these things, just to check. It you know? is, some just people to rule have, it out. Yeah, exactly. I, I've been to, talking to a few people that have taken up gardening, quite a few actually, that said, I've got no interest in it before, but now just in the garden oh, ab- all the time just absolutely loving it absolutely not yeah no that's not for me <laughs> okay well I don't even have a garden so that's just uh, another dream for me uh for one time to get annoyed by that in a future date so um yeah not for me either um <laughs> <laughs> so um talk about your music a bit more so um let's go back a bit to you know when you were a kid were you were you a musical child were you that one that was always performing you know in all the school choirs and all that kind of thing yeah, no, you would never see me performing. I would always try not to be the performer. Um, but I've always loved music and I, I love listening to lyrics like and absorbing them. So I did write my first song when I was 16. Um, but then I went off in another journey. Um, but I knew I wanted to get back to my music. So that's basically what happened. I started writing a couple of years ago. Um, and then I uploaded some songs as kind of a test on SoundCloud underneath um uh, Esme and basically um they were really well received so that kind of gave me the confidence to start actually taking it seriously and going into the studio and working with other producers um so yeah it's really exciting yeah it is and that's crazy the way things take off you can never predict them sometimes can you to know that you know you put something on SoundCloud and then people actually listen to it I suppose it might almost be like out of sight out of mind so it must have been yeah quite interesting to go back and check it and see all the views 
Yeah, that's so true. I remember when I first uploaded um, my first song, Apology, and I was so scared that everybody would know about it. And the reality is it was kind of like a secret platform um, for me to kind of try, test, and then obviously it's led to my second EP, Do Do Better. So, yeah, I'm, I'm thankful that I did it. Okay, no, that definitely sounds like it's worked out well. So um, what were your musical influences then in terms of maybe being a kid or maybe a teenager, as you said, you wrote your song at 16. Were you into the whole, um, you know, 90s R&B thing like me or a bit of emo on the side? What were you into? Yeah, 100% 90s R&B. Like that was me all day, every day. And it still pretty much is me. I'm kind of stuck right there in the 90s. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good place Um, to be. Some excellent music. There really was. Um, obviously, I loved um, Brandy, Monica, Leah, all that kind of, um, all that vibe. Just, mm. yeah, love it. Of course. Me and my sister would do um, The Boy Is Mine and one of us be Brandy, one <laughs> of us be Monica. We'd never switch. I can't remember which one's which now, though, actually. you. Which, uh, <laughs> I don't... We can always try that out. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe not on the podcast. Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> maybe not live, yeah. Maybe no, not. that's a bit of pressure. I feel like maybe I was brandy oh I don't know now but um, it probably doesn't even matter but we were very particular about it we did not switch (laughs) yeah I think I would definitely want to be brandy as well so it might not work out (laughs) also I'm not as um clued up with what uh, Monica's been up to ever since but I've seen brandy literally hasn't aged um I don't know what this woman's secret is but I think I need it um she looks amazing yeah (laughs) I think Monica's back on the scene as well I remember that she did a, a song but that was still a few years ago so gone but I think she is I think she's recording again, but I don't know. Oh, how exciting. Oh, I need to check that after this. Um, yeah, definitely. Anyway, I'm talking about me now. I need to talk about you. So did this influence, <laughs> what I was trying to say, is, did this really influence your writing style? For instance, the song that you wrote when you were 16, can you remember it? I mean, was it any good? Was it a good one? Or was it one that you were like, oh, God, um, what was it that was song bit, like? Yeah, it was a bit crazy, really. Um, I was visiting my sister in LA, and I think the weather really helped inspire me. Um, and I ended up doing some backing vocals for a rapper. Um, and I'd never been in a studio before. It was completely insane. And then from there, I was like, I want to write a song. So I sat on the beach and I literally wrote this song. Um, I dread to think how I sound on it. But um, yeah, he rapped on it and everything. And like, it was amazing. Um, yeah, it was a really great feeling. Okay, cool. And um, what about if I, can you remember the first music you bought with your own money? Um, I can, yeah. Um, it was Diana King, Love Triangle. Ooh, okay, okay. <laughs> and that is still a tune. That is it. That's an absolute porker. <laughs> what about um, first gig, maybe um, without parents, or you know, when you're a bit older, choosing the music you wanted to go and see? Yeah, I went to Beverly Night. That was amazing. Oh, cool. She is amazing. Yeah, she's another inspiration. Yeah, what a voice. Absolutely. Mm. <laughs> And um, so that's clearly gone on to inspire you. So um, you've you've touched on this already. So you loved music, obviously. You had um, you went off and did other things, and music took mm-hmm. a bit of a backseat. So um, what were you? Do you mind what, if I ask? What were you working on at the time, or, or if not, what what decided? What made you decide it was time to come back to music after that time away? Yeah. So I was working and living abroad, um, and basically, I think the more the more life experience you get, if if you're kind of, you're a wordy person, I just started jotting down my thoughts and my feelings again. Um, and then I realised that melodies started coming really easily to me in terms of like, first I would get the the chorus and then it would be like, 
the bridge or something. And I, then the songs are kind of, it's like a, a wave of emotion that comes and I kind of write the song quite quickly. Obviously, I go back and I, I change a lot of things, but it just once it started happening, I just felt like it was just time to, it was my time to kind of revisit it and come back to it. So that's where I am now, fully immersed. Okay, yeah, definitely. And as you said, you uploaded the demos to SoundCloud. I'm guessing maybe, you know, almost out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. They racked up over 500,000 streams. So what was your reaction when you first, um, I don't know, I guess logged in and saw how many people were responding to your music? It, it's, a really, it's a really nice feeling, especially when you write songs. That, um, you know, it's kind of a vulnerability, isn't it, writing about your kind of, deepest emotions and obviously when you put that out there wherever that is SoundCloud felt like the safe place for me so it was really really lovely that people responded to it and I got so many messages especially about apology because so many people resonate with that song so yeah it's nice it's nice if if you can write something that other people can relate to and it might help them Mm. in some way whatever that is yeah exactly and um so this is cool then you started your youtube channel of course so anyone listening can go and check that out and you uploaded weekly cover songs which led to another insane (laughs) amount of views and a massive online following so how did this help grow your confidence by starting this on youtube i think youtube for me was like the the kind of testing like a safe testing place again because obviously you need to know what you're looking for it's like if people would have to specifically know about me which nobody really does in that sense on on YouTube so it felt like a safe place for me to try and start performing with a camera and things like that mm-hmm. um so yeah that that was another kind of gross um gross but I would say for me mm, okay and then you obviously um they were all covers weren't they you didn't do any of your own songs is that right um, yeah, so um, most of them were covers. The idea was that I was going to do a cover every week and upload it at a set time, but unfortunately I'm not that structured. It hasn't gone according to plan so far <laughs> it is in terms of regularity. Um, but no, I did do um, I did do a couple of my originals off my first one, so um, Dark Arts and Apology are definitely on there. Um, but yeah, the majority of them are covers. Okay, but then obviously after you'd got another loads of followers on there, you knew it was time to, you know, stop sitting on the songs you'd been writing for yourself, <laughs> of course, not the covers. And you went to the studio to record. So the result is a five track EP called Do Better. Yes. And that is due to be released later this year. So that's very exciting. So this obviously sounds like a big leap for you. Why did you decide, all right, it's time, I'm going to do my own music now? Um, I think I think part of it all has been about um, self-belief. And really feeling like it's kind of the right time. And when I, I think I just realised that there's never going to be a right time, you know, like the time is the time is now kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, couldn't have said it better myself. And um, <laughs> what was it like to take them into a studio to record and be in that sort of environment? Oh, I love it. I really, really love it because um, I'm not musically trained in the sense of obviously I can't play an instrument. Um, I didn't really have any concept of like timing or what a bar was and things like that. So um, when I take a song like a melody and the lyrics into the studio and then I team up with a musician, I just love the process. It's so exciting because they bring all of the things that I can't do. And then obviously at the end of it, you've got this song. Um, and it's just something it's like a really beautiful process to be part of to be honest I I really really love it 
Mm. sounds like you get a lot out of that collaborative environment then you can bounce ideas of each other I guess yeah definitely it's definitely a vibe that I love being around 100 mm. percent and so what kind of sounds can we expect from the EP is this going to be channeling your you know R&B influences what can we expect from that yeah um do better is kind of it's got a bit of a mix in there um but yeah I would say it's definitely got some um old school R&B vibes the next single, which is coming out soon, um, that one's a little bit more dancey. Um, it's got a bit of a summer vibe to it. So hopefully people will, if we get the weather, hopefully people will enjoy that. Okay, yeah, if we get the weather, that would be something, wouldn't it? Anyone listening, not in yeah. England, don't understand how depressing it is. <laughs> exactly. Well, we had lovely weather last year, but it was locked down. So there you go. Yeah, of course. The typical thing. Of course. <laughs> Yeah, you can finally go into a venue and the weather is still awful and yeah it's just let's move on it's just oh dear um yeah and by venue I mean restaurant by the way obviously there's no gigs sadly at the moment uh yet yeah. but um yeah another that's for another time so um what um I was going to ask you as well what are the upsides of starting a pop career I'm saying later in life in um inverted commas that no one can see um because <laughs> obviously you're by no means old um but you know I guess people expect things from teenagers now and people doing things from their bedrooms and TikTok and all these young people things but you know how have your experiences helped you and why is this the right time for you now um I think for me I just feel as though I've really got something to to write about and something to say whereas obviously when I was 16 the songs that I I was writing then very different to the ones that I'm writing now. Um, I would say that these have much more substance and I would like to think that um, I'm writing songs that people can relate to. Um, obviously, it's always it's always down to the interpretation of the listener, but that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that I'm writing songs with meaning that people can relate to and that um, people get some enjoyment out of it. Mm. And um, so the debut single from this one is um, Autono. So I've oh, said that oh, yeah. my, my pronunciation was just so posh and ridiculous that I don't think I can say that in a cool way. I think you need to be American. But um, basically, it tells, I don't think I can. No, that's even worse. I'm so sorry, Esme. Well, anyway, it tells the story of a one-sided relationship from the perspective of someone who ought to know better. So um, just to get the gist of the track, obviously. So tell me a bit about the inspiration behind this track and how it came together. Okay, um, so ought to know so many people actually think that it's just about being cheated on. Um, but for me, it was more like, oh, God, how many times do you find yourself in a position, you know, probably related to a relationship of some kind or just yourself personally, finding yourself in a position where you should know better, really, and yet we do it again mm-hmm. and again and again and again. Um, and hopefully, I, I think the meaning at the end of the song is that finally you find some self-worth or you can change the patterns that you've got that aren't working well for you um and you can you know move on to a to a happier outcome okay so was this a quick song to write was it one that you sat down to do or did it kind of pour out of you how did this one work yeah it just poured out of me I just I think it was probably a personal situation where I was like oh goodness me I did nearly swear there Alice oh for goodness sake you know like not again so yeah um and I think it's obviously down to the interpretation of the listener but how many times should we ought to know better or know better Mm. and why was this the perfect track to introduce your music to the world um I think this is the first time when I've done a song um as you know and it's been fully produced that it's 
really being very close to who I think I am as an artist. It's got that blend of like R&B 90s vibe to it, but it's still got some really cool pop vibes to it. Um, so for me, I just felt like this was the perfect debut. Um, and uh, yeah, it's going really well, to be honest with you. I'm really enjoying it. Mm, good. What feedback have you had so far? Um, I've had really good feedback, really, really positive um, responses. Um, I'm really happy that it's been um, supported by BBC Introducing in my hometown at BBC Tees. That's really good to know. Um, that's um, something that definitely makes you feel as if, you know, you've got a really good song there. Um, but I've had a lot of um, support online as well. Um, so it's, yeah, it's really good. It's all good. Yeah, oh, that's really good to hear that you've had that support after probably quite a nerve-wracking time in the finding yeah. getting the music out there. So that's really lovely. <laughs> Definitely, it's always nice. It's nice, I think, um, when when you put yourself out there, and I'm probably I'm not the first person to say this. Um, it is quite a vulnerable thing to do. You know, you can leave yourself feeling really kind of exposed. So when you get a positive response, it's um, it reassures you and it kind of inspires you to keep on writing. Mm, absolutely and um I saw on your Instagram as well you found filming the music video quite nerve-wracking I'm guessing it's oh, quite weird to adjust <laughs> having a camera thrust in your face and you have to mime to words it's, what was it like it, then it was um oh god uh, honestly if you'd have seen the video at the beginning of the day compared to where we got into in the end um it was just honestly a country mile apart um I was just so nervous I couldn't even move or look or engage or even remember my own lyrics which sounds insane um but yeah the team were really great the production team were awesome and they were just literally let me find my feet encouraged me um the guy the model in the in the video he was awesome you know really shouting at me so then that got me engaged um and then I just forgot about the cameras so it worked out well in the end Okay, no, that's good. That must be a really hard thing to overcome, though, I suppose. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Oh, I'm glad you had the supportive team there. That's really good. And um, I was going to ask about the EP as well. Is there any um, theme on it emerged or that you had in mind when you were writing it? Um, did anything come out of it that you thought, oh, these, there's quite a common theme in between all of these? Or did you sit down and think, perhaps I'm going to write something about this and something about this? Um, how did that come out for you? It's a really good question. Um, to be honest, I think when I started writing it, I wasn't planning on writing an EP. Um, but I think the theme is probably just being at a point where you kind of you're not going to tolerate anything that isn't working for you anymore. Um, the negative things that keep on happening, just kind of getting rid of that and just focusing on moving forward. I would say that was kind of the theme, apart from the summer track where that was written on a very lovely day with a very nice room in my hands. Lovely. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that one maybe is the one that doesn't kind of sit with what I've just said because it was written, um, you know, in a very happy place. So... <laughs> Mm, okay gotcha bit of a different one on there and um am I right in saying you're an independent artist I am yes mm, okay so what for in your experience what are the benefits of that and maybe what have you learned the hard way um I would say that the benefits are obviously you get to make your own choices you know you decide what you're doing what kind of path you want to go in um and you're very much in control of your kind of journey I think the point when it gets a little bit overwhelming is when you, you know, producing your music, getting it, like writing it, producing it, getting it ready is one thing and being happy with it. But then after that, 
it's kind of understanding how to try and navigate the industry, where you go, how you do it, where you spend your money. Um, and I think that's when you're at the point where you probably need somebody to to manage you. Um, and that's what I think I, I definitely need some more insight into how you navigate this this industry because it, it can be quite overwhelming as an independent artist. Mm, uh, yeah, I can understand that. And um, do you have any advice for any aspiring singer-songwriters out there looking to get into the industry that really sticks out to you that you maybe wish you knew before you started this? Yeah, I think um, I think for me, I was so focused on just getting the music um, and then writing more music, 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 music. And I think once you've got a good a good song or a good body of songs, um, that's when you need to start exploring how you kind of are going to get them out there. I mean, the fact that we've got online platforms now where independent artists can actually showcase themselves um, is a wonderful thing. So I would say do that um, because it's quite hard once you've got your music ready to get in front of the right people, you know, the decision makers. So get just start getting your stuff online um, and just put yourself out there. Mm. It's scary. I know I'm saying it because I did not want to do it, um, but it's it's the only way to kind of expose yourself, I guess. Yeah, you've got to make that step, haven't you? As nerve-wracking as yeah. it must be. Yeah, and networking is, is key. Um, obviously, for me, since I've been back in my hometown, um, that's one of the things that I've been really trying to kind of do, connect with other local musicians, support them, hopefully they support you, um, because obviously that's what it's all about, really. Mm, absolutely. Every, everybody's in the same boat, really. Mm, yeah, you've got to look out for each other. And um, I don't think I asked this before, so when is the EP out, or is it an unnamed date so far for this year? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I think um, obviously the, with my first video being such a big deal for me personally, um, I'm one, I really want to make sure that the date, um, you're looking at about six to eight weeks, I would say, mm-hmm. um, before the next single comes out. And then um, I think all of the songs on the EP will be out by the end of this year. Okay, that's exciting. And are there any yeah. gigs or live performances planned? I know that's very difficult to even agree to probably at the moment, isn't it? But have you got any that are penciled in, you know, for just in case everything's fine? Yeah, so that um, that's insane that you've just asked that. I'm singing at um, a charity event on Thursday this week. It's outdoors, so that's why I'm allowed to do it, um, to raise um, awareness about homelessness in our region and across the UK. So I'm really excited about that. And it will actually be my first performance. So, yeah, lots of firsts for me this year. Oh, my God, how exciting. And what a nice project to be a part of. Um, how did you get involved with this one? So it's something that I've always been really passionate about um, and I've always said that I wanted to take part in it. We're basically sleeping out um, in Teesside overnight to raise awareness about homelessness in um, in our region. Um, so I was involved in that anyway. And then when the organiser found out that I could sing, she asked me to sing a song. So I've actually written one um, and yeah, I'll be singing it for them on Thursday. Oh, wow. Uh, well, what a wonderful cause to raise awareness about, and it's clearly close to your heart. So, um, yeah, lots of firsts for you this week, then. Definitely, yeah, definitely. I'm petrified, to be honest with you, but I guess you've got to start somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. I have a feeling you're going to be absolutely fine. So, how can we find out how it <laughs> went? Should we check out your um, social media? Yes, definitely, definitely. I'll be posting um, on there this week. So, yeah. 
Okay, excellent. Well, best of luck for that and for the EP and just everything else you're doing at the moment. It's been so great to hear about you as an artist and your experiences. Um, So we'll definitely be keeping an eye on what you're doing. So thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. It's been such a pleasure. Oh, lovely. And thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're so welcome. Well, enjoy your day (laughs) and um, I hope you have a lovely cup of tea after this. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, bye, Esme. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.